Look, if I can't get Pokemon Unite out of my brain, then you don't get to either. How could the latest Battle Arena video game with a Pokemon skin slapped on it possibly help us to become better people? Work together and see if we can figure it out. I'll take mid. Welcome to Checkpoint Church, where nerds, geeks, and gamers come together to talk about faith, games, and why did you choose Slowbro, dude? He's so broken! I am your nerd, Pastor Nate. If you like these weekly deep dives, be sure to hit that sub, hit that bell to find out when our next one drops. Folks, it has been a while, and that is because, as you can tell, we're in a new building, but that's okay, because this actually isn't even our set for real. We're getting a new camera, a new setup, a new everything. As always, folks, we are going to be starting with our scripture before anything else. This time, we'll be reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 21 through 27. As usual, I'll be reading from from the NRSV. That's my preferred translation. You're welcome to use whatever you'd prefer to use. That is just what will be on the screen. So with that, let's get into the word. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, and those members of the body that we think less honorable, we clothe with greater honor, and our less respectable members are treated with greater respect, whereas our more respectable members do not need this. But God has so arranged the body, giving the greater honor to the inferior member, that there may be no dissension within the body, but the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. Now you are the body of Christ, individually members of it. So first and foremost, what exactly are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about Pokemon Unite. What is Pokemon Unite? It is a multiplayer online battle arena game, also known as a MOBA, with matches consisting of two teams each of five players. Players score points for their team by defeating non-player character Wild Pokemon, referred to as catching in the game, and using those points towards the different control camps. Or at least that's how the game is supposed to work, until you get partnered up with four randos online who have no idea what they're doing, and you end up losing the game by a landslide because somebody feels like playing Venusaur today. In all seriousness, this is kind of the make or break point of this game. There really isn't too much lore or backstory going on with Unite. You don't have a real tangible narrative or something to reach toward. Each narrative is a metaphysical one encapsulated within each match itself and then branching out into the overarching game and its design. Understanding this structure and using it to your advantage is what we call in the game design world metagaming. Metagaming is the bane of my existence. If you catch our streams Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday on Twitch, then you know this about me. I don't play MOBAs, and it's for this exact reason. But Tencent and Pokemon somehow tricked me into actually enjoying a MOBA this time. I just can't ignore a Pokemon game. I don't personally enjoy metagaming because I play games mostly for the fictional narrative that is presented by a game director. I want to experience and immerse myself within the story that is being told literally in front of me. That's just my personal style. Metagaming takes this idea and throws it out, preferring the more nuanced and subtle narrative being told behind the scenes. What character is best by the numbers? Which items should I focus on first? Which lane should be taken? In what order? By what duo? Or do I just jungle in the middle lane? To me, that stuff is boring. I want each match to be its own exciting narrative. Why can't I go bottom lane with Gengar? It's my game. I want to play it the way I want. But of course, this is objectively the wrong way to play the game. If your goal is to win, that is. As a gamer looking to win each match, the only logical thing to do is to be the very best, like no one ever was, and to understand the inner workings to the point that your strategy is infallible. Until you get me on your team, that is. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. I've actually been pretty surprised at how into the meta I've gotten when it comes to Unite. I've even started to watch... <sighs> tutorial videos on YouTube. It might be the Pokemon or it might just be that the round themselves are 
pretty short, but I have found myself actually enjoying getting good in the game. It's nice when I pair up with someone on top lane and manage to lock down control of the area, or whenever I warp in as Gengar and facilitate a TPK. I'm not happy about it, but I actually get the fun now. Metagaming is atrocious, but it does bring with it its own particular dosage of fun. What really sets apart the fun times is the comparison to the bad times. Whenever I see someone who really isn't on board with the game, it drives me crazy. That makes it even more exciting whenever I synchronize with a teammate super well, and it makes the game downright easy from that point on. What makes this possible is that the Pokemon in the game are divided up into five different classes, speedster, all-rounder, attacker, defender, and supporter. Each of these work together in different and exciting ways, and understanding these five types keeps the game fresh and interesting. Understanding how they work together makes the game make sense and provides a sense of flow that video games like this are typically known for. If you were to ignore the recommendation to have a healthy synergy of these five types, you can still potentially win, but it's gonna be pretty dang tough. On the other hand, if you play to that synergy, it can set you up for an easy win. And that, surprisingly, brings us to our scripture for today. 1 Corinthians is an epistle or a letter written by the Apostle Paul to the people of the early church in Corinth. Paul has established the church and then left it to do more church planting. So he keeps in touch via letters as correspondence. This is actually his third interaction. First he planted, then he wrote a letter that we don't have, and then he wrote 1 Corinthians. The basic gist of all of his communications is that the people of Corinth have trouble getting along with one another. One of the biggest issues was the issue of pride and elitism. They really had a hankering to be right and for everyone else to be wrong. This passage in particular finds Paul presenting one of his most famous metaphors for what the church should be. I love it because it kind of feels like the subreddit explained like I'm five. Like, I feel like Paul is just so done with the church at this point. He's planted several churches. They've all had the same or at least similar issues. And so he decides to start treating them like children and explain it like a science center would explain it. Paul explains that the church is the body of Christ, with Christ as the head informing the rest of the body. So, who are the rest of the body? Well, it's me, and it's you, and it's you, and it's you. Now, let's continue the metaphor. The body isn't made up of just one part. Like, we don't have a body made up of a bunch of eyeballs, like a ding-a-dang homunculus from FMA. We aren't all hands. What makes the body amazing and what makes it tick is the variety of usefulness in the multitude of parts. So it is with the body of Christ. We all look a little different. We all do different things. That isn't a weakness. In fact, it's our greatest strength. The fact that we have so many different types of people doing so many different types of things is essential towards our progression forward as a community. Once Paul establishes that, he gets into the why of this passage. If we are all a part of this mishmash of body parts, then how absurd must it be to try to reject parts of the body? Imagine the eye being like, nah, I don't need feet. Or the arm to be like, I don't really like the way the knee eats during the church potluck, so I'm going to kick them out. It's absurd. And that's just how the church looks from the outside looking in whenever we divide ourselves and reject our different parts just for being different. Because being different is the whole thing. It's why we are. It's just why. It is the why of life. Why else would we bother? Homogeneity is boring and toxic. And that brings us back to Pokemon Unite. You heard me say I don't like metagaming on a logical level. It's not my gamer preference. But there's a personal reason behind it too. I've been hurt by metagaming. I used to play League of Legends, which is a notoriously toxic community. I would play the game and admittedly probably play poorly, and I would get chewed out, bullied, harassed, threatened, and ultimately ostracized. So I stopped playing. 
and I still haven't gone back to playing. Now, my hurt is healed, and I've gotten over it. I'm able to joke and pick with League, but I doubt I'll ever actually go back to playing the game for real. The people within the community itself rejected me as a person because of my differences as a player. Who knows, maybe they were able to win more games because of my rejection, but they lost a member of the community because of their pursuit of homogeneity, because they were only interested in welcoming those exactly like them. Now, this isn't really okay, but it's somehow become culturally acceptable within a gaming culture and maybe even the wider culture. Just because it's acceptable within a culture doesn't make it okay. As people seeking to create a better community here at Checkpoint Church, we are one that does good, does no harm, and is striving to grow. We have to reject this division of this kind of metagaming in our walks as Christians. It may make more sense for us to try to cut people out in an effort to win the game, but is it worth the bodies left behind in our wake? I don't think so. I think you're important. And I don't have any interest in leaving you behind for the sake of some game. Life isn't a game, and you're more important than some kind of meta goal. We should see this kind of harm in a gaming space as a reminder of what Paul is talking about. We're all different. We're all in different places, but we're all important in here for different reasons. We bring exciting things to the table. Rather than reject the other, we should strive to embrace them and welcome them and let them contribute to the thing because they may be able to do something that we just can't. Life, unfortunately, doesn't come with a player's guide that explains every type of playable character. So I'll pick Gengar and you just be you. You're welcome here. Thanks for listening to our weekly nerdy deep dive into the world of nerds, geeks, and gamers. We hope you enjoyed the podcast version of this show. If you'd like to experience this video in its intended full viewing, feel free to find us over on YouTube at Checkpoint Church and watch it there. If you're interested in supporting what we're doing, feel free to go to www.checkpointchurch.com support for information on how to donate or support us financially or otherwise. Or you can go through the Anchor app and support us there as well. This program is created, produced, and edited by Nathan Webb and distributed by Anchor. Find us on twitch.tv slash checkpointchurch where we'll be streaming on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Thanks again for listening to our show. And remember, God loves you. We love you you matter. Be boldly blessed and we will catch you next time.